My name is Sister Vida Prince, and today is September 29, 1992, and I am interviewing Edna Kunz for the Missouri Historical Society. Nine. You said you were born in 1990. January 19, 1901. 1901. January what? The what? January what? What was the date? 19th. 19th. Excuse me. Um, and and uh, what's the first thing you remember? First thing I remember, oh my, I couldn't think about what I would first remember. I guess my first Christmas, more or less. Well, tell me about it. How old were you? Well, I guess about three. All right. And my mother gave me an, a doll. And uh, she had given me the dolls uh, for my first birthday, but she, I didn't remember, and she always dressed it, so she said Santa Claus took it, and she redressed it, you know. I just recently sold a head. I had the body was eaten by, uh, uh, what do you call, silverfish, uh -huh. and I just recently sold the doll head that I had since I had, had 1901. What was it made out of? A real porcelain. She was a beautiful head. And it was exceptionally fine. Uh, I think the lady that bought it said it. She was almost sure it was a parent head, which are, they're very expensive. They were fighting for it to get to see who was going to be able to buy it. How'd you go about selling it? Well, I, uh, I went to see the Dow Show at the Cronlett Historical Society, and I I had quite a little collection of storybook dolls, and. Um, I went to see, I had some other old dolls, uh, stuffed bodies and porcelain heads and arms. And um, I, I, uh, Mary introduced me to this lady who's very interested in, in St. Louis and the doll clubs. Mary Sue And she called me Mrs. Hill. Mm -hmm. And she offered me a price on the heads and t I told her, well, I had spoken to it, the antique man. And she said, well, she would meet whatever price he would give me, and she'd go over it. Mm -hmm. So I gave it to her because I felt like she was, she, said she was going to keep the head and find the body and arms to keep it for herself because it was, she was beautiful, exceptionally beautiful. And uh, so she, she, I sold them to her, and I had another head of another doll I had gotten when I was about five. And she was a red-headed doll, which was exceptional. And she bought both heads, and she bought all the rest of my old dolls, but one that had um, a broken arm. And um, she bought all my storybook dolls. She said the storybook dolls are no longer made, and was she thrilled to get the storybook dolls. Were those those very small? Yes, small ones, and I had the different ones, and I had some, I had a baby doll. It was exceptional. She bought that. In fact, she took, she quit. I had two very fine Japanese dolls. She bought those, and she said now she had to quit. She said maybe she'll be back for it. That doll with the broken arm. Mm -hmm. And I had two Mexican dolls that she didn't take. And she said she was broke. She couldn't afford to buy <laughs> anymore. So I hope that she will do the right thing with them. And I didn't. I didn't go around for prices. I didn't mm -hmm. fool with it. I just left her have them. I figured 
this going around for prices don't don't go with me. I mean, yeah. you, you you're confused and you don't know what you're doing. Edna, what does doing the right thing by them mean to you? The what? You wanted her to do the right thing by them. Yes, what does that What does that mean to you? Well, she she's going to keep the small doll, the one the, the one with the prettiest head, not the red head, mm -hmm. because she, she was she was exceptionally beautiful and very very fine porcelain, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the expression on its face and every their wigs were gone. See, this, the silverfish had eaten the wigs, and I told her what kind of hair she had had, and uh, so uh, she said, "Miss Kunz, this one I'm keeping." She said, "I'm going to look around till I find a body and parts for her." She said, "I'll find some somewhere," mm -hmm. and. Uh, so they will have another, in a little while, they'll have another doll show down there, and I'll go down, I want to see whether she really kept the storybook dolls, or, but she said she was going to keep them for her own collection because they were no longer made. And I must have had about, about 15 of them. And uh, I really was buying them uh, off and on to give to my grandniece, but I didn't want to give them to, uh, to her while she was as young as she was, and I, and I knew she liked them, and I was going to present them to her a little bit later. Well, unfortunately, she uh, uh, she didn't get them. I kept them for myself. <laughs> I still have a few. I kept a tin head doll for myself, and uh, and one nut doll, and uh, frozen Charlottes. I don't know if you know what a. No. Well, the frozen Charlotte are small dolls about this big, and they're rigid. Yeah, that's about two inches. Or? Yes, and they don't move their hands or legs or anything. They're just just a doll like a porcelain, like if they're stamped out of something. Mm -hmm. And I have some real tiny ones, and uh, I didn't. I didn't. Those are some she would have liked to have had, but she said she was broke. And that sounds like her. I mean, that's. Not even I've never even heard of that, and uh -huh. uh, so they must be very, very frozen. Old. Charlottes, I, I, I've got I've got them right out there in the box, and um, I kept a tin head because I had dressed. What is a tin head? It's a doll with a tin head and a stuffed body, and his uh, arms and tin feet. Hands. And I had dressed that one, and I I didn't want to sell her. Mm -hmm. I had played with her as a as this you know, while I was a child. So some of these were presents as, as a child and some were things that you had bought yourself? It what? Some were presents as a child? From Some you got, some of these dolls were presents that you got as a no, child? No, most my mother had bought. All of them? Oh, yes. I thought maybe. I was an only, I, I was not an only child. I had a brother who was nine years older than I was, but he was raised by the grandparents. Mm -hmm. My mother married again and my I, uh, my dad wanted to take Walter, but my grandparents wanted to keep him. So, mother, I was raised alone, and I was an only grandchild beside my brother on that side. And these, there was no aunts; they were all uncles, and they really spoiled me. Roller skates before I was ball bearing skates before I was hardly able to walk, and things like that. You know. Well, let me go back and ask your mother. Who was your mother? What was your mother's name? A a Emma Egerman. Emma Egerman? Yes, that's her maiden name. Uh huh. And um, 
Where does she no, come No, wait a minute. Her maiden name was Emma Heinzig. I'm got to tell me about my my name. Okay. Her name was Emma Heinzig. Heinzig? H-E-I-N-Z-E. Was she born in this country? Yes. She was. She was born in Illinois. She's a twin. Oh. And 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 were her parents born here? Her her what? Was was your mother? Her, her, was your uh, mother was born here, but her father was born in, in Germany. Somewhere in Germany, I don't know where. Okay. I don't have any of the family records. In fact, they didn't keep any. And, and your mother's side of the family? My mother's... The my mother's mo on the maternal side? The, the what? Your mother's, the, your mother's family, the grandmother's family. The great, your father came from Germany. Yes. Where did the, the, your mother's mother's family my, come from? Yes, and then my father's family the his his mother was born here, but his father was born in Holland, uh -huh. and um, we have no records of the family whatsoever. Someone had some of them, one of the older brothers, and they must have been passed on to his children, and they evidently didn't care about him and just disappeared. So you're you're a combination of uh, Holland. In Germany. Yes. Okay. Um, so your mother married. Her first marriage. My mother. My my mother was only married once, but oh. her mother was married twice. Well, see, my mother, my mother, uh, my my mother's mother, was married twice. Her. Yes, but your mother married, and and she had a son. Well, your my, parents had a son. Yes. His name was. What was your brother's name? Walter. Walter, and he was, and then nine years later you were born. Yeah, he was nine years old when uh -huh. I was born. Okay. She and my mother was married twice. He was from the first husband. Your mother was married twice? twice. Yes. And what I, happened to the first husband? I don't know. Oh, okay. See? And then, then the next father was yours. Yes. You right. see, folks never talked in those days. They didn't tell children anything, and you just didn't know anything. I mean, you were absolutely ignorant of any family affairs. It just seemed like they didn't talk. But my, uh, my see, my mother's mother was a twin too. We've got the, quite a few generations of twins in there. When did you find out that? Did you always know Walter was your brother? I was about uh, five years old. When my one uncle left it, you know, to say, said something to Walter about it, and, and Walter said something about mom, and uh, then he, they, I found out he was my brother. But my grandparents didn't want to give him up, and so my father and mother just left him there, and he, they raised him, and he stayed with them until, until he got married. Was every were you close? How did how did the family work? How did how, the, I mean? How did the relationships work? Were you close? Oh, fine. To your brother? Oh, but just fine. It, it was not, my my brother was happy where he was, and he wouldn't have liked to change either, uh, and so he stayed where he was, and uh, they. Uh, in fact, my grandparents gave him his uh, their name. He went under the name of uh, Walter Heinze, and uh, 
Now, whether he was legally adopted or not, I don't know. All our papers are gone. Everything has disappeared. Did you live near your grandparents? Well, did I live near him? Yes. Yes, right here in St. Louis. We all lived in the same South St. Louis area. And what was the first address that you remember living at? Mine? Oh, now I don't know. I lived on, on Gravois and McNair when I was a little girl. Because the reason I remember that so well, I used to go to the firehouse and watch the horses train and my mother tied me to the bedpost one day to keep me from running over there. It was dangerous, you know. Uh -huh. And I had a little mama apron, uh, you know, tied with the strings that I was so proud of. And they took a picture of me. I can't find that picture anywhere either. It's somewhere around here. Oh, please, do and, try. And I went under the table one day and cut off one side of my hair. And so that picture has me with a boy's, you know, boy's haircut. <laughs> uh-huh. What's a mama's apron? The what? What's a mama's apron? A mama's apron. What is oh, it? Oh, it's a little apron, just a plain little apron with a belt, uh -huh. you know, made out of uh, gingham. Usually it was gingham or something like that. And uh, I remember mama would make, she went once in a while she'd make herself an apron and she'd have a scrap left. My mother was quite a wonderful seamstress and so was her mother. And I'm not bragging, but so was I. I made all my own clothes to the time until my husband got sick, even my suits. The only thing I didn't make was my winter coats. And uh, so we, uh, but Mama usually, she dressed my dolls. Some, Sometimes my dolls had dre uh, dresses made out of the same material she made my little my dresses, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, I I guess she she liked her soul because she made all my clothes. The only thing she didn't make was my wedding dress, and she said she wouldn't make that because she would have cried too many tears on it. Oh. But otherwise, she made all my graduation clothes and everything. And did she work from a pattern, or did she work from a form? No, she worked from from Just the when she see. I always was hard to fit. I'm large in my hips, and when she made pleated skirts, she'd make me stand on a chair, and pin those pleats. I can remember that I'd get out of patience, you know, because you wore those plaid ginghams, you know, so much, and. Uh, you know, she made, uh, I had beautiful clothes uh, for the small income they had because she made everything. And uh, did, did other did a lot of people's mothers make their Yes, a lot clothes? of them sold, but uh, she just had a neck. Mm -hmm. uh, she could copy a, a dress without a pattern. She'd see a store-bought child's dress and she'd come home and work on it. and, and uh, make it, you know. And I was hard to fit with those large hips. I always had larger hips. I had a small waistline, and I still have. And uh, she uh, she would she would make me stand on a chair, and I'd have to stand there till those dresses were pleated. Did you feel like your clothes were prettier than your friends? Did I feel what? Did you feel like your clothes were prettier than your friends' clothes? Yes. No, not necessarily. I don't think I ever was it was like that. I I sort of 
palled around more with the children and friends that didn't have so much. We didn't have, we were just ordinary folks. You, you would call us poverty level now. And uh, uh, my, my father, uh, finally he, he was sent to a school for air brake inspectors, that was when they first come out, you know, on the trains. And he was to be transferred to Washington, state of Washington, but they didn't go. My mother and them, they decided they'd stay here. And uh, then he went forward to help organize the strike and he was blacklisted. And those days, that was entirely different than now. He couldn't buy a job. One firm, another firm would blacklist him, but he finally got got uh, got work. What strike was this? The what? What strike was this? The air break for the um, um, let's see now. It's an American Transit, a company Bush owns it now, American Railway and Transit Company, and he helped organize that union, and. Uh, but he was the first air brake inspector to graduate down, you know, down here. And it was a wonderful chance, but my mother didn't want to leave, and his mother and father, you know, his mother didn't want him to leave, and so we stayed here. And life might have been different had we gone to the state of Washington, I don't know. But, uh, but when, what, how old were you then? Oh, I, I guess I was, I was in grade school, I might have been I might have been about my third and fourth year in grade school, something like that. See, my, my only education was eighth grade. So that could be 1909 or something like that? Yeah, I didn't go to high school or uh -huh. missed, I went to- Eighth grade. I went to ninth, yes. You you went through, from kindergarten to, through eighth grade and then you graduated. And my mother, at that time, the way circumstances were, my father finally got a job with the city. And years ago, they didn't send the girls to school. Uh, only two of my pals that graduated with me went on to high school, and the rest of us all went to work. I went to work at 14 and a half. And where, where did you work? Busy Bee Cannon Company. And I didn't know how to get to work, and I didn't know how to get to the streetcar to get home. My mother took me down to the office that day, but she didn't go in with me. Well, did, oh, go ahead. And then to go home, one of my girlfriends worked there. She was the one that told me there was an opening, I could get a job. She took me to my bus, so I would know how to get back home. That's how children were those days at that age. You, you didn't know what they know today. It's, it's surprising. And uh, I worked down there I worked in the canning department, and I was a big girl for my age, and I didn't get a permit. I, you had to get a permit at 16. I just told them I was 16. And I was transferred to the bakery department, and I was lucky enough to get in a special bakery department where they decorated the cake, all the fancy cakes and the very fancy cookies. And I worked in there until they closed that department, and then I was put over in the big department. And we had our section in, in the big department. And we had a baker over there that couldn't keep his hands to himself. And uh, I, being a big girl, uh, I mean, I think he thought he could take advantage of me. And I, I told him off. 
and so they transferred me back down to the bakery to the candy department because of that uh, yes and then uh, 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 when mr. hers bought Oaks candy company he asked me to come to his bakery department and take over the fancy department and this baker that had harassed me in that bakery department took over the bakery and I said oh no I said I'm gonna stay where I am but in the meantime I had been going to night school I was taking up typing and bookkeeping and that and so my mother rather would like have liked me in office work so I but I never did like office work I liked the factory work so much better it was more interesting go back and we'll we'll stop right there and then we'll go forward later but I want to go back and ask you some questions about what some of the things that you've just said um, the fact that children didn't get to hear or they weren't allowed to to learn a lot about some of the family things that were happening in the family like your mother's first husband yeah you know. um, tell me you lived with your mother and father and you were the only child in that house um, and you lived down in the Soulard area yes it was grandma's in McNair that's and from there I went to 1016 Sydney Street okay the, uh, the boys club is down there now what boys club uh, that uh, it's it's I don't know what the name of it is it's very famous in St. Louis okay uh, it's a big they bought it quite a in fact I, I, at that time I, I went to 1016 Sydney Street I still wasn't going to school you hadn't started school no yet. and they were gonna uh, my mother moved then to uh, uh, 3012 Salina Street mm -hmm. and um, I went to Fremont School and, yes, and I went through from from kindergarten to eighth grade, and I graduated with all honors. Did you? I run a straight A all the way through school. Tell me about school. Well, school was different than it is now. We had very strict teachers. They were generally older, and some of them were really, really mean. I mean, they were they were very strict, and. Um, but some of them were very nice and when I got to the fifth grade Mrs. White my one teacher she asked me if I would like to go to summer school and I said well do I have to what's wrong with my grade she said no you're far superior than your group and she said and I think I could put you ahead a half a half a grade if you go so I went ahead but I didn't go I wouldn't take the half a grade I wanted to stay with my class and your friends. now our seventh grade teacher was marvelous she was very strict she was also our music teacher very strict she was very good-looking and I would say what I would now call her middle-aged and um, she was very nice and uh, I learned more from her I believe than I did from anybody I I ever went to school with anywhere and then we went to what, what kinds of things did you learn well she 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 would talk about morals once in a while and and she when she talked to us girls alone she would talk about different things like that and it it was things that our parents wouldn't even talk about 
and uh, she. Uh, Can you remember the things? Some of the things that she said. Well, she she tell us, you know, keep our dresses pulled down, and mm -hmm. and it, and you know those days when you went to a to a playground, you had to wear bloomers if you wanted to get on the swing. The, the instructors wouldn't they wouldn't let you on unless you had bloomers, and different things like that, and. You know, parents years ago, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even tell you. This is personal now. Wouldn't well, we're on the tape. Shall we turn it no, off? No, don't put it on into. They wouldn't. So you were scared. Yes. And you were frightened. And, well, I, did, and then you, I wasn't did, instructed. The tape how, is running. I wasn't instructed how long it would, or how often it would be, mm -hmm. or what it was all about. We was never told anything. Those things were never talked about. I mean, my mother never told me anything, and my grandmother lived on the porch right next door. My mother's not, she never told me anything, and I can remember my mother crying, and she said to Grandma Heinze, oh, she said, Edna's uh, turning into a young lady, she said, and I, I don't know what to tell her, and they never told me a thing. I mean, you were just, you were just, you just had to learn. So you talked to your friends. Yes, and and, uh, and I was so young, nobody wanted to believe uh, believe it. You know, most folks went to thirteen years or something uh -huh. like that, and uh, it, uh, I really think they're telling the children too much today, but they they didn't tell us anything. No, right. no, we weren't told a thing. We weren't told what could happen to us after that time. You know, mm -hmm. with the with the boys or nothing, it was just nothing said about it. It, 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 it you were just whatever you learned, you learned on the outside. Uh, when this teacher, Mrs. White, spoke to you, um, besides talking to you, did you all talk to her and ask her questions that it, you might not have asked your parents? Well, I I'd, I'd, I'd ask her what was wrong, and she said, "Well, that would happen." Every month, and I should be prepared on that certain day. She had me mark the calendar, and and, and she she very nice. She made she made me special pads to wear. I didn't have to wear like my girlfriend's old rags or anything. It's on the tape. And uh, she made me things to wear, but it's okay. It's on the yes, tape. Yes, okay. but um, no no instructions. No, mm -hmm. just they. It seemed like they were more or less. Ashamed to talk about it. I don't know what it was all about. In fact, I guess I was about 13 years old before I ever knew where babies came from. And how did you find out? My girlfriends had, they had baby. You know, their mothers had babies. Had a baby. You you'd get this. You 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 put two and two together. But uh, and my my real girlfriends, two of them, they had six of them in their family. And then uh, I would know when they'd have a new sister or brother. Well, they only had one brother, and uh, uh, none of us knew what it was all about. We, we were all in, and the teachers didn't tell you anything. I know one day I, I uh, spotted in school, and that was the seventh grade teacher, Miss Sherry. She said, "Well, go home and just tell your mother." Now she must have thought that was the first time it happened, but um, and I know I sneaked home in all the alleys, so nobody would see me as much as I could. Did 
Did you tell your mother when you got Well, I, told, I had to tell her because my, my mother never worked at that time. In the later years, my mother worked out. And so uh, our childhood, we had a happy childhood, though. We didn't know all the things they know today, and we enjoyed the little things, picnics and school picnics, and school picnic was an event, you know. Mm -hmm. And Sunday school picnic was an event. And, uh, but we didn't have any clubs or any, anything other than just the fun we made ourselves. But the fun we made, we, we cut uh, pictures out of the fashion magazines and made doll dresses with Crayolas and we played jacks and, uh, and we, we played on the street. We'd play, we'd play uh, hide and seek and, and all. But I lived near the Carmelite convent at that time, then we moved. We finally moved to 18th Street. That's where I, I got married from. And they. So were you Catholic then? No, but the Carmelite Convent was there, and they at nine o'clock they would ring the bell, mm -hmm. and we youngsters knew that when we heard that bell, no matter what game we were playing, lay low sheep or anything else, the games were over. We had to go home, and nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> all disappear, and we used to sit and play different games. You know what's Lalo Lalo sheep? Lalo sheep and and uh, all those game uh, uh, games and uh, how do you play Lalo sheep? Um, and you'd hide, and somebody would be the the shepherd, and he'd have to hunt the sheep. See, well, if he found somebody and raced back to the base in time, that next fellow was the shepherd, and then we we'd sit on the uh, curb and play games where we'd pass uh, balls and different things, you know, and and it, it, we had fun in a clean way, and it, we I think we really enjoyed ourselves, but... Um, and this, these were all neighborhood friends. Yes, and not knowing all the things they know today, I think we really, I th really think we enjoyed ourselves a lot more, and we were satisfied with less. Edna was... Um, were these children that you played with, were you all different ages? Were you all different ages, these neighborhood children? I mean, was maybe one of you 10 and another 8 and another 13 or something? Yes. Were you all different ages? Yes, well, we, we raised from, I, I couldn't tell you what ages, but we all lived there in, mm -hmm. that, in that block. And, uh, and we used to wait for the Iceman to, come with the ice in the summertime and then we'd hop the ice wagons, which we were supposed to do, and get a piece of ice. And then we lived near the ice house and we knew when they'd throw out the ice. And then we'd go down with our little wagons and pick, they'd throw pieces of ice, you know, that were mm -hmm. left. And then we'd go down and pick that up and bring it home. And um, we knew when, when uh, the shoe factory, there was a shoe factory over there there were certain times they'd throw out their old ass. What was the name of the shoe factory? I don't know what really. I guess I imagine it might have been a Browns because that's mostly what was around there. And we knew when they threw out their last and we'd bring our little wagons and pick up those last for for kindling. What street was it on? On the, somewhere around there where Bush's Brewery is now. On Wait, say that again. My grandfather Wait, had. Oh, let me see if this was going. He had on Darkest. 
and Grant used to bring wood in there, and they used to tip the bottles together. Your grandfather had a store. Yeah, on on on, on either Darkest or Cuskiusco, below Broadway. And, and and General Grant used to bring wood in there. That he chopped. Uh, he had chopped it and was brought it in to sell, and uh, they they came, became good friends, and for for one enlistment in the Civil War, my grandfather, Egerman, was orderly to General Grant just for six months in one of his enlistments. But see, I have no record of it. There is a record in Washington, though, because one of my cousins, my, he would be my second cousin, he wanted to get a, a scholarship and he wanted an appointment, I think to West Point or something. And he went and got Grandpa Eggman's records, but I never did get a copy of it. But I think my cousin still has it, and um, we found out that he had that he had enlisted twice in the in the um, Civil War. And my other grandfather, I don't know, I don't think he went to war. My my mother's father. And uh, see, that's all a blank, because I. I and in the later years, this one cousin that had my grandfather Eggman's records, we drifted apart. Their interests were so much different than ours. And it describe your neighbor, your house to me. The what? It described the house that you lived on. I guess Selena is where where we're talking about. The, on well, Selena well, is that's when you went to the school. The houses were all the same. They were flats, three room flats and outside plumbing and uh, cold water. And we took a bath in a tub behind the kitchen stove. And uh, we had a little chamber we had to carry out in the morning. And we had to empty the ice water from our refrigerator, you know, for ice, we call them ice boxes. Every morning we had to empty the ice water so it didn't run over. And, um, did you have certain jobs that you did, or your mother, or your father, or did you take turns? No, it, it was their job until I got old enough to do some of it. And then what did you do? Yes, I, I, well, I had to wash dishes, and I had to iron a flat wash, and I had to do some mending. My mother taught me to sew from a little on up, and uh, I can still see hear her telling me, Rip that out, your stitches are too big. And uh, she, uh, uh, children worked, we had chores. And I turned all my money home till the day I was married, uh, everything I earned. And the last last two months then, she kept that out and let me have it. And I got 25 cents a week spending money when I started to work. My first, first salary was $4 a week. And we worked from 7.30 till 4.30 or okay, 5 o'clock. I, I want to stay back a little bit. We're, we're going to get to that. But uh, So you're, you're, you had the three rooms in the house. And uh, what was, tell me what they were used for, each room. I know the kitchen. And the my folks' bedroom. The folks' bedroom. And you slept on a cot that they put up at night, or they had a davenette that opened up. In, in what you would That's, call, what, the living yeah. room? Yes, but it was a couch like this, but it would open up into uh -huh. a bed. We never had our own uh, rooms. 
you know, anything like that. In fact, I slept on the couch in the living room till I got married. And where did you keep your clothes? Oh, and we had uh, big wardrobes, you know, big high wardrobes mm -hmm. and c pantries, and that's where we kept our clothes. We all kept them together. And of course, in that wardrobe, my father had his things, and there was drawers on the side. In fact, we tore it up. I wish we never had, because now they're looking for them. And uh, uh, I had a, I had a closet, and my mother had had one where she kept her clothes, and we had drawers in the dresser. And mother had her drawer, and I had my drawer. And you didn't have the clothes you have today. What did you have? What did, oh, we had our underwear, and and because uh, my mother put me in the brochure quite young when I started to menstruate because I began developing, and. Um, and our, uh, and our slips and our dresses, you didn't have that many. You got a new dress for Easter and you, you didn't have as many clothes as you had. You had a new hat, a new hat at Easter and you had a new one for Christmas or maybe in the fall. You only had one, you didn't have two. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, well, I, I made a lot of my hats. And what kind of stockings did, did you wear? Cotton. Cotton stockings. Cotton stockings. I remember my first pair of silk stockings. I saved my allowance, my 25 cents allowance, and bought my first pair of silk stockings. And they were like a glove silk, heavy, you know, like just like a glove. Oh, I was so proud I had silk stockings. But um, What color were they? Black. Oh, we wore black stockings. And then one time I, I got new shoes. They were... Uh, tan on the bottom and beige tops, oh, that was something. Then you had beige stockings, you know, but uh, otherwise you wore black stockings. And, and we're talking about what age now? Like uh, when you were in school or when you were working? When I was working. In were? school we wore black cotton stockings, we wore long underwear, because I walked eight blocks to school and you, my mother used to put my underwear on put it on and double it over so my underwear wouldn't be bumping under my stocking. She was very particular. And uh, and then and you wore white pants overneath on top with embroidery on them. And when you got home from school, you took those, those pants off and stayed in your long underwear. And then you put those nice white pants on the next morning the next again. Morning. And uh, of course- Did she make your underwear too? She made everything. I made my own, too, up until the time my pajamas, even Mr. Kunz's pajamas and stuff, until I couldn't anymore, my, between my hands and being tied up with him in the home. And uh, uh, my, my mother made her slips, and she made mine. And I know she made my confirmation slip. I would give anything to have had it these last years with bands or crocheted lace through here and ribbon, blue ribbon drawn in it and that showed through the dress. And I look older on those pictures than I do now. Dad, did she crochet that lace also? Yes. Oh, she made beautiful lace shoes. She used, I've got her crochet needle. She used to use one number 100 thread on handkerchiefs and things like that. And when our church remodeled, 
our class decided to take handkerchiefs for a theme, you know, to sell. And my mother made made several, and everybody wanted Mama's handkerchiefs. She had, uh, she did it for the church, you know, it was gratis. But uh, she did she did beautiful work, and uh, she, in fact, I have a, a bag. It only takes me a minute to get it because I know just where it is. She, oh, I got this up so tight. It's all right. Do you want to? Wait, wanna, I want to get. How often, when you were in school, how often when you were a child, did you bathe? I what? How often when you were a child did you bathe? Did I bathe? Bathe, take a bath in the tub. Oh, my mother made me take two baths a week. You know, mm -hmm. and of course, if I played rough and perspired a lot in the, and she gave me a rub down in the evening before I went to bed. Mm -hmm. She was very particular about herself and about, about me. Did you look forward to the baths in the tub, or was that something you didn't want to do? Oh no, I, you just you just stand in the tub and like it would a shower, you know. Uh -huh. Of course, I didn't wet your head. And then everybody else had to stay out of the room. Of course, my mother stayed with me, but my dad wasn't allowed to come in. You didn't walk. You didn't walk in front of your father in just a petticoat. Most of us, we had to have a robe on. You know, things were different. I don't know. I guess maybe maybe it's better today, but we were raised so different. Well, talk about the differences. Well. We we had to be dressed. We had to be have our dresses, you know, long enough to cover our knees, and we weren't. We had to wear bloomers if we went out with a boy. My first dates, I had to wear bloomers. You know. Yeah, a bloomer goes under your dress. Yes, under the slip. Under the slip. And most of the time, in summer, we wore two slips so you couldn't see through, and then you could see through if you got in the sun, and. Most of our things were cotton. We didn't have anything in silk. If, if we if we had my mother made me a pair of silk petticoats or pants, I was a millionaire, you know. But everything was cotton, very fine batiste. She she made me some of the most beautiful blouses, and they were all this fine batiste. I don't know if you can buy batiste today or not. And. Um, uh, our slips, everything, our, even our dresses, most of our graduation dresses were cotton, and voile, and, and embroidery, and uh, I know my confirmation dress was embroidery, and I remember I had to stand on a chair while she pinned in the pleats because she used the uh, uh, embroidery part for the skirt. And I've, I've got all those pictures upstairs. But my husband put a box away in this one closet with all the old pictures in and we still haven't found it, but it's up there. And until we get that closet emptied, it's probably way in the back. I've got tin types and uh, all kinds of pictures in, and my confirmation and graduation. And I know when our minister, we had a young minister, and when he seen my confirmation picture, he said, Miss Kunz, that's not you. My dress was to the top of my high white shoes. And my my watch bracelet was oh I had a watch. 
a watch bracelet was on the outside of my long clothes, mm -hmm. and my flowers were pinned in my <laughs> hair, and, <laughs> and I had a bowl about this big, <laughs> and uh, I wore my hair down my back. I had long hair. Uh, all the way down my back, and then you had to put it up in curlers, you know, because my hair was absolutely straight. What kind of curlers? Uh, rags. We, we, we you oh, you can make the prettiest rag curls, twist, you know, a piece of rag and twist it around and then bring it back up and tie it, mm -hmm. and you put it up damp. And um, What color hair did you have? Real dark brown. Dark brown. It's just not. It's just in the last couple months that I was beginning to get gray. You know, real gray. And my ha my hairdresser said, "I see all these beautiful white hair heads over the b uh, beauty parlor," and I said, "When's mine going to be white?" She said, "You're never going to have white hair. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and my hair hole is very cut very short. See, in fact, I haven't combed this morning. What 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 was your father's name, Edna? Edward. Edward. Edward, Edward Fred. What? Edward Fred? He's what? Edward? Fred. Fred. What? What? Tell me about your father. Well, Dad was just an ordinary person, I guess. He worked every day. And there's one part I don't like to register in there. You want me to turn this off? Yes. They uh, went to, they went to, to lodge picnics. Sorry. They went to lodge picnics. And uh, he played baseball. In fact, I had the cup up there uh, that his team won the championship for the Royal Canem. And uh, I, he was dad. Dad was he either would catch or pitch. It was one of the finest men you wanted to meet. And, and just this, did you then? Did you all? So you went to picnics. What? You went to picnics, and you. Um, did did you do things with him when you Oh yes, we went to these picnics and we did, you know, and those years when folks went for a dance, he, they belonged to South Broadway Athletic Club and they danced and they would take the children along mm -hmm. and they didn't leave them at grandma, fall asleep on a chair or something, mm -hmm. you know, I learned to dance at a very early age. What was the South Broadway Athletic at, Club? Uh, it's on, um, it's on, Seventh and Seventh and Shenandoah, or Broadway and Shenandoah. One or the other is still there. And and there was a a different one, uh, Phoenix. That was somewhere more up toward town. They belonged to both of them. And what my, did it, what was it? I mean, what they were uh, uh, they were clubs. You'd go and dance, and they'd have, uh, you know, different uh, uh, affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were social clubs. Social clubs. And, uh, but my mother and dad, earlier, as I remember, belonged to Phoenix. And uh, they, uh, and they danced. And of course, I learned to dance too before I could walk, I guess. And. Uh, so everybody brought the children, and then you'd play with the children? Yes, and then they'd have masquerade balls and uh, masks for the children. Oh, that was an event when we'd go to Concordia Seminary, Concordia Turner Hall. They'd have the children's mask ball. That was really something. See, those were things that we had years ago that they don't have and they don't enjoy today. Concordia Turner Club? 
the one. Did you say Turn, Concordia? Turner Club. And uh, uh, it seems now they have automobiles and, mm -hmm. and really the the young people today don't have the places to go that we had, and I don't know whether they would enjoy them. Now there was an outdoor garden, Wells's garden on Gravois, that was about around Cherokee Street, and they used to have dancing on Saturdays, Saturday and Sunday nights. You'd go in there and pay a few cents, and then you danced all evening. Well, it seemed like the girls would go in a group and the boys would go in a group and then you'd dance together and then when you went home, two or three couple would walk home together. There was no cars, nothing like that. And uh, you didn't pair off so much. And uh, it seemed like, they, if, and then the, the Forest Park Highlands, of course you don't remember Forest Park Highlands either. Yes, that, I do. That was a very fine place to go to dance, you know. Mm -hmm. and. Um, my husband and I danced a lot. We used to dance from the time they played for first piece till they play Home Sweet Home. <laughs> and, uh, and in fact, we won prize waltzes on the boat in different, different places. Mr. Kuntz and I won quite a few prize waltzes. As at one time, he taught uh, uh, ballroom dancing at Westminster. What's Westminster? It was a dance hall. One of the best ones, Westminster and Trimps. They were Victor did. You mean? They were two of the best. Your bit. husband? Yeah, did my that. yeah, and uh, Mr. Clint's was a very fine dancer, and uh, so, uh, but the young people don't don't seem to have. They have the advantages, but they don't make use of them. They'd rather get out and. Be roughneck or something. Uh, we used to t uh, we used to take take our lunch and go to Creepcore Lake on a Creepcore Lake car, which was open air car, and then we'd stay out there and roller skate and and dance, and then when when we'd come home, we'd buy a big bag of popcorn, <laughs> get on the popcorn, and we'd all ride home and sing. See, we, we and how old are you now? The what? You, how old were you when you did well, this? Well, I started going out about the time I was 17. 17. But I had to be, I had to tell my mother where I was going and what I was going to do. Edna, what did you, what did you take for lunch? Oh, my mother used to fix a lovely picnic basket. Fried chicken and potato salad and homemade pie or homemade cake. In fact, I never wanted for for uh, dates because they, my mother's <laughs> picnic baskets were so good. And uh, uh, and how did you take something to drink? How oh, we drink so, some soda or we didn't drink anything. I thought we maybe got a bottle of soda because mm. men didn't have money to spend. When we got married, Mr. Clintz was making $30 a week. He was a young cub architect. What and do you think your father made? When you were in high school, when you were in uh, grammar school, how much would do you did you? None of it. My mother went to work long before she finished school, and in fact, my brother went to work at eleven years. That's the way children worked, and and my father, I guess he he always worked as long as I 
I mean, I never, I don't know what he ever did until he got with the American tr Transit Company. And uh, uh, I know he and my mother didn't get married for a year, waiting for my grandmother to get her Civil War pension because she still had two, two, you know, teenagers. And uh, magnificent sum of $6 a month. Oh. And uh, uh, and then they lived with my grandmother. In fact, when they when I lived on McNair and where I was born, <laughs> my mother always told me they heard a noise outside the door, and it was a snowstorm. And when they opened the door, they found me. That was the story I would get. And uh, I know my father was disappointed with me. He wanted they had lost a boy. Uh, my brother died at nine months. Uh, during the year, my mother was carrying me, and of course, mother never had any more. That was the last, and, and uh, so uh, he sort of spoiled me. He took me fishing and things like that. See, I was quite a fisherman. I mean, I like outdoors, and uh, uh, so. Were you named for him? Yeah, what? You were named for him? Was his name Ed Edward? Yeah, who? Your father? Edward. Edward. So we were, were three E's, Emma, Edward, and Edna. So he, you were really named for him? Uh -huh. Mama was Emma Susan, and my father was Edward Fred, and I was Edna Marie. Um, Edna, uh, did, you, did you own or rent your house, the one on Selena? Did you own the house or rent it? Did I what? Own? Or rent your house? Oh, we always rent it. My mother rented until the day she died. My da mother died young. She died at 56. And my dad lived to be 84. And um, so. Uh, All right, wait, now let's, let's go back and uh, you, you describe the house to me. You, we were talking about the house. Yes. Um, and you, you had a couch and a bed. And what else was in that room? Your your chiffonier, your your dresser, your where you kept your clothes. Yes. And what else was in that room? Oh, we had a chair, a nice two. You had a match set. You had a, a davenette, as we called it, mm -hmm. and two chairs, and a library table down the middle with a lamp coming from the central fixture. You know, mm -hmm. about all you had, and a rug with it. It didn't go all the way around the floor, you know. And the kitchen, you ate in the kitchen. Kitchen, table. kitchen table, and and a, a kitchen cabinet, and and uh, there usually was a pantry, and probably a wood sink, a wooden sink, and uh, you had a curtain around the sink, and then you could hide stuff underneath there, know. and your black stove, or else you had a range, and. Uh, uh, if you were lucky and had room, you would have. Finally, my mother had a gas range and a cook stove, and uh, that's all. You had just had what you needed: and kitchen table and chairs. So and of course, they had a bedroom set. And uh, where did you uh, do things like brushing your teeth? Oh, everything in the kitchen sink. And and did everybody brush their teeth? Every oh day. yes, everybody was, and we had to clean up after we were finished, you know. Mm -hmm. 
was there was tooth powder. Is that what people used in those days? Not toothpaste, but tooth powder? Tooth powder. Tooth powder. And uh, for powder, we used prepared chalk for face powder. Oh. And uh, was there a mirror? Where was the mirror? Oh, so my mother had a bedroom set, mm -hmm. a big oak bedroom set, a big, big dresser, and, and uh, that we had a shift robe, you know. We had nice bedroom furniture. And What did you eat for breakfast? Oh, now here we go. It was, I didn't care much for breakfast, but my mother always ha made me eat a piece of fruit and drink a glass of milk and probably have a dish of oatmeal or something like that. We called it oatmeal, not Quaker Roads. And uh, there wasn't much dry cereal at that time. And then we, sometimes we carried our lunch, and then again, we could buy our lunch at the Busy Bee, uh, two, two cents a portion, which was very good. And uh, uh, you, uh, you, you, uh, and lunch, of course, you ate out, and then dinner in the evening, you uh, you ate at your kitchen. In fact, we we ate our kitchen, our bridal supper at the kitchen table. See, Mr. Quince and I just went to the minister's parlor and were married, and we we didn't want to have a fancy wedding. We wanted we had a purpose for our money, and uh, she. Uh, uh, my mother cooked my wedding supper, and I made my own wedding cake, decorated it, and everything, because I was used to that from the busy bee, you know. Okay, we're, we're, I'm still. I still. I. I don't want to go ahead. I want to stay behind uh, a little bit, and still. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna talk about all that. But um, did you take your lunch to school? When you went to school, Just, the only time we took our lunch to school was if it was raining weather. And if it rained while we were in school, they would have double session. And there was a confectionery across the way where we could get a bowl of soup for a nickel and a sandwich for a nickel. And my mother always left me have what she called mad money, oh. you know. And I, we'd put it in our desk, and nobody took it. It would lay in there until we were ready. Or if somebody had their lunch and you didn't have any money, you, you had two sandwiches, you'd share them with the other one. Because, see, they would let us out at 2.30 then instead of 3 o'clock. And, uh, uh, but uh, my mother, I used to walk eight blocks to school, eight blocks home for lunch, and eight blocks back, and then eight blocks back in the evening again. Did you walk with friends? Did I what? Walk with friends, or did you just go? A walk? With friends? Yes, my girlfriends. They lived in the next block, and my one friend had a, well, it would now be called a club foot, and it wasn't operated, and Leonora used to, I used to always walk with Leonora. She would hold my arm, you know, and we'd walk back and forth and have our lunch in cold weather. Oh, but we, we dressed for it. We had leggings and wool caps, and, and uh, we didn't think anything of it, but different today is what I say. We might have had it harder, but I think we had, I think we had more fun. Maybe I'm looking back and I can't understand what the folks are doing today, but it seems like 
we didn't have so much privilege. Our folks were stricter, and it was better for us. Because today, when the children get to be 14 and 15, 16, they've had all kinds of fun, and there's nothing new were with us. When we got to be 16, we began to be privileged. We were allowed to go different places, and when we got to be 17, and when, when we got to be 18, we were allowed to go to dances. And you see, we always looked forward to that. We had something to look forward to. Of course, I got married at 21. I was 21 when I got married. And um, it, 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 today, and Christmas, we'd look forward to Christmas. We, From our Sunday school, we'd get a little box of French mixed candy, which was about the cheapest you could get, and an orange, and we thought we had something. We'd maybe get one nice toy and maybe a, a new dress or something, and then our grandparents would probably give us a quarter or you didn't get what you you get today, and you looked forward to that one thing you would get, you know, and it seemed like you'd take care of it. But today they got a car at 16 and, and they're, they're wild. I don't, I think it's the times, I don't think it's the children alone. And I, I think the parents are, were brought up to be free and easy and they're doing the same with the children. I, I just don't know, I guess maybe I'm getting old or something, but uh, uh, you can't change things. It, uh, but but I don't think I don't think they appreciate what they've got today like we appreciated what we had because we didn't have much and what we did have was shared. I mean the parents would share it with you and when my mother would say, Well, Edna, I'd like to do this or that but I can't afford it, all right, that was the end of it. You didn't beg and you didn't borrow and you didn't steal. You just made the best of it. Of course, I didn't want for anything. I had enough to eat and drink, and I had plenty of clothes. And uh, my home life could have been a little better when my father started to drink and chase around. But he, like I say, he never abused us, and he never, never laid his hands on us. And uh, he always said to my mother, you take care of her, you, you bring her up. Your girl, he said, I don't know anything about it, and that was it. And I don't ever remember my father ever slapping me or anything. And my mother never whipped me either. And I was kind of a spoiled brat. I, I'll say it myself, I was pretty sassy sometimes. And, uh, and, but, and what do you call sassy? Well, I was brought up alone, and when things didn't suit me, sometimes that talk sassy to my mother. I don't know what you call sassy, but it was, I didn't agree with him. And, uh, but... Uh, Did she reprimand you? Oh, sure. I, when we were little, we had to sit in the corner. Uh -huh. And um, and another thing they would do, if we didn't listen, we couldn't go out to play. We'd have to sit, we could look out the window and watch the other children play, and we couldn't, that's how they punished us. And uh, and I know we'd look forward to school picnics and uh, all kinds of things, but, but today there's no school picnics.